0: Welcome back to Bacon Pancast featuring Jake's Meatloaf. This is an Adventure Time podcast and we are Jake's Meatloaf. I'm Tulip. I'm Nick. I'm Chan. And I'm Tipsy. Did you guys hear that the writer's strike is over?
1: Apparently. I didn't.
0: This is news to me. Apparently it is. I, I heard they got everything they asked for, which is great for them. But for me, it means I need to think of something new to say in the intro. So instead, I'll say we all know that. Modern streaming services, regardless, still tend to be marketing towards an audience of one their own ass, and we don't like that around here.
2: But um, yeah, we do not endorse Queenie bus tours.
3: Uh, <laughs> another thing we need to recognize is that even though um, they've agreed to meet the demands of the unions, so that doesn't mean that they're going to.
0: Ugh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Starting off on a happy note here.
3: <laughs> right everybody! Fiona and cake is finally over and
1: Well you you're acting like you want it to be over.
3: No! <laughs> No, I'm not evil. It's finally over and we have these two really fun episodes to cap off um, this entire mini-series. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty and try to remember what happened in them because I forgot most of- Oh yeah, there was that entire dream sequence at the beginning.
2: Did anyone think it was real?
0: No, I, I knew it was a dream immediately because of the color palette.
2: Yeah. I knew the color palette was different, but for some reason I was like, oh my god, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I thought maybe the color the color palette was like this is their magic world now, so it's slightly different.
0: Although oh I did god. have some doubts just like how long it lasted.
2: Yeah. It was terrifying <laughs> to be honest.
0: Yeah, but then Simon in the freezer shows up and it's like, oh yeah.
2: Dude, how many, they're, they like got in the writer's room and they're like, how many like Simon corpses can we show in this <laughs> entire series?
3: Literally every single episode, like from episode three, no, every episode from five onwards had a Simon corpse involved. The only reason that we didn't see one in Farm Road is because we've already seen the Farm Road Simon corpse.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think of that.
2: Do you think that cake becoming like overalls counts as cake suit? is that yeah. The- I th- yeah i
0: thought i swear she was going to say cake suit when that happened <laughs> but it
2: didn't it was cute <laughs> um i don't even know where to start with it to be honest i was like my breath was uh not happening when gold betty appears cuz i'm like what is she going to be like but then she didn't speak which i'm really into i'm really happy about right. that to be honest She's properly terrifying.
1: Yeah, I think they did great, like, sticking to, like, the original vision of Golb just being, like, a thing, like, that's still just, like, a creepy, silent whatever, like, sticking to that instead of having it, like, have Betty's voice or, like, whatever the heck we could have expected. And um, the, like, really well.
2: they had, like, those little subtle, uh, those subtle facial expressions or at least, like, in the eyes where, yeah. like, you could tell, like, how she was feeling, um, but...
0: Okay, so are we not going in order on this one?
2: I mean, we are, it's just, like, there's not much to say, because that's, like, the first scene after...
0: Oh, well, I guess
2: the, I forgot about the Lich, which was really crazy. Like, Lich well, literally, but, like,
0: I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say, like, right after Fiona wakes up in the real, real world and she's on the ice rink, um... Okay, so so like I I know that you know it's it's all a kind of a dream zone and doesn't necessarily represent or mean much concretely about like the real version of ooh one of the people that are ice skating it's definitely flannel boxing day
3: wait yes why what, what? <laughs> how when dude I'm
2: it's so funny because while you were saying that I have a, a, a frame frozen and I'm like looking like you were like oh One of the characters is, and I was, like, looking at my screen, I was like, hey, who's that guy? He looks familiar. There he is. I mean, yeah, you're right. They just love their little references, I guess.
0: I love how confusing that is.
2: (laughs) Me too. And it's funny, because it's, like, in a weird way, showing flannel boxing day separately from gary in this universe is like them trying to be like that's not actually princess bubblegum but there's also no way that it's not princess bubblegum so i just don't know what to do with that <laughs> the
3: uh a- another point though is that fern exists in yeah. this universe as oh, yeah, someone yeah. who isn't finn true but yeah oh yeah
0: yeah and, and also also it's just a nice little detail that i enjoy uh when when fiona walks up on gary and marshall holding hands Marshall's t-shirt has, like, a thing from the What Was Missing shirt on it. Yo!
3: How did I not notice
2: that? Oh my god. Oh yeah, I was having a mental breakdown.
3: (laughs) Please show me. I I didn't see that.
2: Um, I was actually, like, I mean, the anxiety was increasing at this point. Because I was, like, I guess that is kind of, like, weirdly terrifying. When Fiona's, like, hey, like... I did it and like the world's gonna turn magic at any second and then it's just like that's kind of terrifying because it's like imagine if someone came up to you and they're like yeah the world's about to like change completely and like everything about yourself is probably gonna be different but that's okay and it's like holy shit like she really did make a decision for all these people that like she shouldn't have yeah, done. Well she
0: didn't want to like especially when she's telling them about it she like yeah is anxious.
2: Yeah, no, they did a, a great job
1: with that for sure. Yeah, because mentioning like there was one universe where you guys like were killing
0: each other. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, okay, we, we we can jump back into into Gold Betty now. Um Gold Betty, I I love like Simon like trying to. Talk to the lich, like, yeah, I get what you're saying, and the lich is not. I lost him my any,
3: purpose, any yeah, attention. I feel that man. <laughs> <laughs> the way that the lich, like, this is the lich who completed his task, and he says that he felt no satisfaction from completing his task, and he just asks Golb, What else could I have done? What do you want from me now? And then Golb just like turns him into Tetris.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know the the lich is like sitting there, begging for Gulp to pay him any attention. She only turns around when Simon says her name.
1: True, true.
0: Mm-hmm. Which could mean nothing. I don't know, but yeah, well, I don't know, because
1: I mean, clearly she's reacting to a lot of what Simon has going on. I mean, she teleports his brain and stuff like that. Even if it's like a an impulse thing, like it, because her wish was to protect Simon. So, the way I read it is that all the stuff she does is like more so just because the wish is acting out, not because Betty is there doing it. Um, but I mean, that's my interpretation. But that's that's why, too, like the, there's all sorts of theorizing we can do about why the Lich was Tetrisified. Because it's like, you, you know, what, like would Gulp do that to anybody? Or like does Gulp do that?
0: I think the implication is thats that. Is that- Gulp has done that many other times.
1: Like, is every other Tetris piece a lich? Like, yeah, that's what I get from it.
2: Can we have an Adventure Time lore discussion for me for a second? Let's go. As someone who's only watched the finale once because trauma, uh, (laughs) I I remember Betty was trying to make a wish, but none of them were working inside Gulp, right? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah. To this day, I'm still confused. Why did that last wish work? Like, so I this,
1: did... I, I made a TikTok about this, and people are arguing about what, what I was saying. But, like, um, I think the interpretation that I have is that, like, the wish that works is when she says, I want the power to keep Simon safe. And the only way that that is possible to happen, I guess, in a, some sort of way, is for like, her to merge with Golb's power. Because um, every other wish she was making, like, she wished, like, for Golb to go away. Um, and I don't remember what the other wishes were, but it just seems like any wish related to, like, killing Golb or, like, changing Golb's intentions weren't allowed to work. Like, something about whether because she was inside Golb or because of the universe itself, like, you can't stop Golb with a wish. So she had to, like... Work around it.
3: Yeah, it is strange how she can't stop Gob with a wish or even make him go away, but she can become Gob with the wish.
2: Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm a little shaky on why that was allowed too, but I think it's cool, so I'm gonna let yeah. it slide.
1: Yeah, I mean it's vague, like you know we can't have a definitive answer really. It just it just happens, um, and that's why I like the direction here in the in this episode where like Betty's kind of there but also not and it's just more of like the the urge to keep Simon safe that acts up not really even like Betty's personality or anything so like it's it continues to be vague like how much of her is actually in there and all that but it's supposed to be that way
2: i am so happy they went that direction too i think it's awesome like yeah and I get what you're yeah. saying about like I kinda like I get why the wish worked somehow internally, I understand. So I'm like I, I accept it. It's like it's kind of really cool, like, when you think about it, because it's like it's like you it's like you wish for Gulp to leave and it's like the universe is like that is an impossibility. Like that will that doesn't happen. And it's like that is terrifying. Yeah. It's like she almost found this like wish loophole because like Did did we hear her actual wish, or did it cut away from her in the finale? No, we
1: hear it. We hear... I think she makes, like, two or three that don't work, and then she says, I want the power to keep Simon safe, and that's what works.
3: I think there's another reason why the other two wishes didn't work. If you remember, Gunter, um, if you remember, the crown is built to grant your deepest, truest wish. And Betty's deepest, truest wish isn't to make Golb disappear. It's to keep Simon safe.
2: True that. Oh, I like that explanation too. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: definitely makes sense. But my, my interpretation comes from too how like in the series we see um, Magic Man and Simon try to wish for them back or wish for people back from Golb and it doesn't work. They just get like the trash can thing. So that's why I my, my interpretation of it leans more towards like it's a universal thing that they can't do anything about. So like even going to Prismo and being like gold, like right now, if somebody went and they're like, Oh, gold killed the Lich, please bring the Lich back. They wouldn't be able to, because that's just not something that is allowed in like the programming of the universe. But that's, that's just my idea about it anyways. No, I love
2: it. I I think it's so cool. And it's one of my favorite things about the show for sure. Yeah.
3: Oh, I have a question. Does Finn still have a wish? Wait no, he no, he, he I don't said think that so. he said that he used it.
1: Yeah, I think in crossover, I think they point out that he used it already.
3: Yeah, but that was a different thing. Like it was and it wasn't.
1: I still think that it counts as this Finn
0: because they time traveled. It was like a split timeline <laughs> version of Finn.
2: Imagine if you finally get to Prismo's time room and you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm ready for my wish!" And like, sorry, like alternate version Chan wished to like. <laughs> Go to, like, GameStop.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, your future self wished for his past self to not be able to wish.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for the same reason, Fern probably wouldn't be able to have a wish if he went to Prismo.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Because he's just, like, he's just Finn. He's, like, the same version of Finn, again.
3: Finn, Finn wouldn't have a wish, but the emissary from beyond would have a wish.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: So we, uh... We get to Simon talking.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, and I want to say here, um, Simon having the Fiona World portal on the back of his head open throughout this entire scene is totally giving him like a halo. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. W- which which really plays into I think kind of thing we had mentioned last episode where Galb is potentially the like devil of the mm. Adventure Time Mythos, um, and also I want to say, do any of us know? anything about dante's inferno because i don't but no jackham
3: does he read it recently <laughs> we should have invited him onto this podcast
0: yeah that would be great do you want a message of right now
3: oh my god we, we can't do that we're in the middle of recording
0: but yeah a- after last week's episodes a lot of people were saying like hey this kind of seems like they're doing dante's inferno and fiona and cake and i don't know i believe them maybe it seems relevant
2: do you think if Betty successfully dug down to the devil, she would have found gold?
0: Now, see, when she said that, I thought, like, oh, so she would have found Hansen. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, my, uh, Simon having the hole in his head, um, finally in this episode, made me remember uh, the Halloween episode of Invader Zim where Dib has a spooky monster world inside of his head where he grows a similar hole in his head as well.
2: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it's great. a ripoff, but you know it's also that,
1: a ripoff yeah. of Madoka Magica, but that's fine.
2: Oh my god! So, here's the point where I ask for your help because I haven't rewatched what. What does he initially say to Gold Betty? Like, doesn't he? Doesn't he kind of reveal that like his original plan or his original reason to want to see her was to just apologize or something? Like, yeah. what does he say to her? Like I guess at this point he's accepted she's not coming back and he just wanted to talk to her again. Like I don't I don't I, like was he not trying to just like save her at this point? He was just like I need to talk to you kind of.
0: Yeah, that that's that's what he said. He he tried to save her for years, but he he realized there was no way to do that, so he just wanted some closure. He just wanted to say yeah. goodbye.
1: And like even in that moment like he he didn't expect to even end up there. So he's he's he at first says like I was been trying to get here, and now that I'm here, I like I don't know what to say because like he didn't, he didn't expect to end up finally reaching her.
3: It's because of what he was thinking. Like when he opened the portal the first time, he opened the portal to Fiona World because it was because he was thinking of Fiona and Cake. But um, when he was opening the portal this time, he was thinking of Betty. And yeah. that's why he accidentally reached it. Also, he had the crown. Interestingly enough, he had the crown attached to the the power charger instead of Goose, So maybe the portal was altogether more powerful as well. True, true.
2: It's just so oppressively sad.
3: Right? It's.
2: <laughs> I mean, I eat that stuff up, but like, man, it's it's wild. Um, so he goes to put on the crown, right?
0: Um, that he tries to he says i have a purpose now
2: and then she's like no puts puts him into shermy which was crazy first of all the like shermy ears becoming simon's hair is the cutest thing i've ever seen in my (laughs) life but like secondly and this has to be said i don't care how many times i see it beth's belly button portal will never not make me uncomfortable <laughs> it's like it's it's fine it's cool but oh my god uh yeah i'm just happy to see them i don't know something about those two in particular i guess just i don't know it reminds me of the finale and it reminds me of like it's like, oh, it's Finn and Jake. So many lifetimes later, they're still together. It makes me smile. That's all.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I was gonna say too. Like, um, because we see like the future tree in the show's intro, so it was always a piece of like, okay, future will be in here at some point. But I was honestly not expecting Sherman and Beth to show up and be as significant as they were. Like, if anything, however, the future ended up tying in, if at all. Because I almost expected it to not even. And it was just a thing in the intro. But, um, like, I was like, okay, Shermie and Beth will, like, be in the background. They'll have, like, one line and it'll be, like, a cute tie in to something. But no, it's like a it's like a mini Shermie and Beth episode <laughs> all of a sudden.
2: Can you remind me who Gibbon is? You don't
1: remember? Gibbon is Jake's grandson.
2: I was going to say that. Wait a minute. That's Jake's grandson. <laughs> 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 well,.
1: And he, I guess the assumptions that he's able to live for so long because he gets the magic. Yeah, why is he
2: alive?
0: <laughs> because he got the magic from the one gem from the ice crown.
2: Okay, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, I asked what, who Gibbon was because was like, Gibbon's like Jake's whatever, right? And then like, I was like, is that an ice crown thing? Did, did I miss something?
3: This was fascinating because Simon ended up in this world and he believed that Gold had just transported him to another universe. Yeah. And he didn't realize that Garb had actually sent him to to his own future. So when he found the book by Simon Petrov, um, it wasn't co- it wasn't Simon Petrikov. He
0: he just like assumed that he couldn't read that either. Yeah,
3: um, he assumed that Simon Petrikov wrote it. Um, I think we did see something. Written. Am I losing my mind, or did we see something written by here about something written by Simon Petrikov when we saw Jeremy Sh- and Beth the first time? The first time no 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 no. i'm not thinking of show and beth i'm thinking of the other girl from like the comics never mind oh i don't know
0: i have to point
2: out how good the graffiti is that they did like yeah
3: it's part of their plan they, they got a whole
0: like multi-step plan for revolution
1: yeah but also it chan if you were gonna ask like a, a lot of this future lore comes from concept art and comes from the like twenty second intro of the finale. Yeah,
0: they're, they're going hard on showing us all the Steve Wolfhard lore in this one.
2: Yeah, this is one of the thing. This is one of those things that like, I I saw all of this stuff and I remember it somewhere in my brain and I get that like, brain itch of like, why do I understand this but I don't understand this? So I appreciate you guys.
1: <laughs> that that's why at least like uh, sl- slightly unrelated, but just like in the main series, like, um, because it's is it in Grable's 1000 plus where like the ice thing first shows up. Yeah. That and like we see that he's missing a gem and right. just that like that one brief thing all the way back then had me like what? And then they they make that work. Like they they actually pay that off and they have hints towards it cuz like in seasons it, I don't know when it first happens, but like in elemental, like the one gem that was missing on the ice thing falls off of Ice King's crown. So that's like a oh wait, but that ties into the future thing. Oh my and like, god, I remember they, they just did they just did so well with, with making that stuff work and like they're still working with it because they seemingly just to love that concept of that future but i remember that
2: so well i was like oh my god they're gonna use the one gem to like make simon immortal or something and all this stuff Uh, (laughs) but yeah their uh their graffiti is really funny because it's like you can tell they were like okay we have to fill up this frame with graffiti so they just wrote no gibbon sorry gibbon sucks get gibbon gone (laughs) (laughs) like a bunch of just, just vague terms about getting rid of him i love it Man, I should have scrubbed through the episodes. Every episode or every <laughs> podcast recording. This is so helpful.
0: I also love that that Beth never believes that Simon is real, because yeah, like that totally seems like funny. something Shermie probably would do anyway. Yeah. Is just like play pretend for a while.
2: Yeah, it was really cute. So I have another question. All right, jumping back to our gold scene. This is when Scarab shows up. Uh, I'm surprised that Betty didn't just like discorporate him honestly like I think I think the implication is that she broke him down to his base components like that's what gold does right yeah I guess yeah, so, yeah. but it's also like I'm surprised that like he was very clearly about to like murder Simon and she was like you're just gonna become some scare I mean maybe mm.
0: well maybe maybe, maybe, maybe this is more like uh like Nick's theory that that she she only acts based on the specific wish she made for Simon, because like she only does anything to scare the second he's about to kill him.
2: Yeah, but then the lich was turned into a Tetris piece just before because he was annoying her. I feel like.
0: yeah, that's why I yeah, but that was I, like a Golb thing. Like that, that that was you know that was clearly involved with with Galb's Tetris pieces and not. So you think like, it was Betty's... more?
2: You think it was more, like, Betty in control at this moment sort of thing? Yeah. Or?
3: Um, I, I think that Scarab is immortal. The Lich isn't immortal.
2: Really? You think Scarab's immortal?
3: Yeah, they they say that he's immortal in the episode. So that Golb's power is very powerful, but Gob is unable... Like, Golb either only wants to punish Scarab but doesn't want to kill him, or... Goal is like unable to tetris scarab because scarab is too powerful of an entity. Yeah.
2: You think I the mean, Lich or, of all characters is not immortal?
0: Really? I know that would be funny. I mean, he he's one of those like you know time before time monsters. Yeah. Although it would be kind of poetic, because his thing is bringing about death, and if he's like the only one of those things that can die.
1: Like, we don't really know, because, like, there was the evergreen comet with, like, lich horns, so, like, was that supposed to be a hymn, or I, what? I, 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 I
2: mean, I took it as, like, the idea of the lich is immortal, like, every, like, reincarnation of him is there to just bring death, and, like, that will always happen, sort of thing.
0: Well, I guess, So wait, was Cook and Tepi dead? Were they, like, that was a thing, right?
3: Kokon Teppi was dead, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah, so yeah, well, they, the heart,
3: they they
1: the all could just. Was die. Still, I think the heart was still like like there was still blood, so like maybe he was sort of alive, but it definitely died by then. Yeah, so
0: all those guys special, can die actually. Forget what I was just saying. Yeah. But the scarab is but, immortal, um, they do say that.
1: But that's why like continuing more about like gold scholars and, and whatever, like it it kind of reads to me like, like that if like maybe all those Tetris pieces are other scholars and it's like once they achieve their goal, they show up and then he turns like their reward is to be turned into Tetris, but none of them know that.
2: I do like that idea. That's just
1: the process. It's like they're out there like following goals, like wisdom or what like vague wisdom, like teachings destroying stuff and then being like, we did it! We did it! What do I win? And then he kills them.
2: I mean, I like that idea, especially because the Lich is the last Scholar, and it's like maybe, like, he is the last Tetris piece and then if you, like, and then if all the Tetris pieces go together, it turns into like a troll face, and then the Gold yeah. does a nay-nay, you know? And they all... They
1: all- they merge and then build another gold and then the other one dies do
3: you do you yeah. remember what happened in uh like the farm episode and the kid was like look dad i was right they're making faces what what what's I, i'm so good and then and then and then big destiny says here's your reward and pushes the kid down the cliff father the yeah. you yeah. <laughs> that's gold <laughs> that's
1: yeah. true um and two like because Gol- we first see Gulb in Pahoy, like when Finn dies, that that's wild? still kind <laughs> of a weird mystery situation. Like um, I was seeing people say that like that could be an implication of like Gulb destroying the pillow world for whatever reason or whatever. Like that that's still a very I think we, like spooky moment.
3: I think we get the answer in this episode about pillow world.
1: Lay it out for us.
3: Um, like, Gob is in the void. What else is in the void? The rocks. And the rocks are the various universes. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe Finn was yeeted from one rock to another.
2: Yeeted.
1: <laughs> true, true. I mean, we we don't know, but it's 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 just interesting how, like, cause, like, Gob was in Pahoy. Like, Pahoy is like, season five. like wh- Like, what, 2013 or something? Like, they must have known what he was at that point. No, they didn't. And it's just so. I I don't know. I feel like they would have because they gave him a name. They made it similar to Glob. Like
0: but he didn't have know, a maybe, name yet in Puhoy. They
1: they they named him on Formspring.
0: They did after name shortly him. after
1: the episode. Oh, I didn't they know. Na- they they announced that. Um. So I feel like they knew. You know, they didn't know, like, that he was going to cure Betty and things like that, but they knew that that was going to be a big entity. Yeah. And, like,
3: it. they're
1: still working with it and still keeping it a mystery.
3: True, that people were theorizing about Gold returning for years. Like, we knew he was called Gold. Yeah, okay,
0: I do remember that, actually, now that you pointed out. But, no, I I think probably... His original intention was just to be a spooky-looking thing that they can pick up later if they feel like it. Like, that's what so many things in Adventure Time are, and I love that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's possible. We don't know. We'll never know.
2: I was gonna say, I guess we'll never know, but even down to the name, like, they did name him, but his name is just Glob, but they moved two letters. Like, that could have just <laughs> been, like, that could have just been, like, a throwaway joke. They're like, ha-ha, I'm gonna name him for him right now. But it's like...
3: Oh, all right. I think Tulip is correct. I think that when they made Gob, it was like a cool idea that Steve Wolfhard came up with um, initially. And they were like, yeah, do that. That sounds fun. Put him in the episode. It's creepy. And then they were like, well, if we want to do something with this character later, we can. And if we don't, it doesn't matter. Um, but then people really liked Golb, and they were like, we want Gob to come back. So then they gave the hint in Season 6 with the scholars of Golb, the Lich being one of them. And then, of course, we have we need a threat for the finale. And what better threat is there than the anti-god?
1: Well, we're forgetting... I mean, you know, because the way shows are made is that like all episodes are worked on at once. So... Season 6, Gol- Golb isn't, Golb is mentioned and They Forgot Their Floaties, and that's season 6, right?
2: Did they even, they didn't say Scholars of Golb until Whispers. Yeah. Like in season. But
1: even before all this, in the promotional art for Astral Plane, Jesse Moynihan drew Golb in that, like next to Mars. That's what the promotional art for that episode is. Excuse me? And that, God,
2: you need so much random-ass, like, internet lore to understand. <laughs> exactly,
1: that's why I, that's always been, like, such an interesting thing to me. It's no, like, I love it. <laughs> I mean, the, the you know, I they forgot their floaties is in Season 6, I'm pretty sure, You right? forgot
0: your floaties.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, that's when the Golb is name-dropped for the first time, and that's when they talk about Margols. So, like, Astral plane was also... Written about the same time as that episode, so like, they they had something scheming. but we like, we don't know. <laughs> like, where it took a while for it to show up in the show, but yeah, I, I think I still, they astral had astral some Flame. war there.
2: I love astral plane.
3: They had some yeah. go <laughs> there, but they definitely were like didn't they like like okay, so one person invented Gob, another person, uh Jesse Moynihan later on was like okay, let's incorporate Gob into, like, di- this fucked-up backstory, and then did that at the same time as incorporating Betty, and then that na- very naturally led to the series finale, right? But mm-hmm. that doesn't... But the series finale wasn't going to involve Gob at all. Don't forget that.
2: Oh my god, I remember that, yeah.
3: Wait,
0: like, because they had, like, short notice on the show ending, Right.
3: Yeah, I think the last couple of episodes. I think the whole Betty summoning Gob thing wasn't like planned until they were working on Temple of Mars. Like that was when they made Temple of Mars and Gumbaldi. That's probably when they decided to make Gob and the Gum the same thing. They yeah. if. I- if probably they, yeah exactly and i doubt that they had big plans like they probably were like we could use and we could make another episode about gold we could probably have betty involved with gold but they didn't have like the plan of uh gold causes the gum war and then betty uses the crown and then it magically makes simon normal and then betty uses the crown to wish gold away and become gold they would have come up with that plot during the finale I
1: w- I w- it it's possible, that I, but at least it like they had, you know, they had some sort of lore intention with gold. Whether or not they were gonna show him directly, um, and I th- I think he I think he shows up in Forgot Your Floaties too for like a very brief second, like just in yes. a way like during, far away or something like uh, that
3: during a uh, magic man's description of what happened. Yeah,
1: yeah. So once once Jesse Moynihan is like old we could question him <laughs> maybe he'll let something slip well,
3: according to how he apparently informed young Xavier of the entire movie plot for some reason we can just go and ask him right now
1: maybe but he doesn't work on the show anymore so maybe it's all wrong but I mean that—that that, I guess that would give him an easier reason to explain it but
0: but then, yeah. you know, the, the, all of this that we're talking about is exactly the thing about collaborative storytelling that I think is so cool. People just, like, leave threads that may or may not ever be picked up. And then, you know, when they do, they really make it work. Yeah.
2: And then when they're not picked up, it just adds to the world. Just some things are mysteries. It's really nice. Also, wow, a tangent. I loved
0: the yeah, tangent, I mean
1: it, wow. <laughs> it's, it's lore. It's what, you know, it's what we want. It's what we're here for.
3: Okay, so... We have two major threads in the series finale for, Sh- for Fiona and Cake and the first is Fiona's plotline wherein she returns to her world and realizes that she wants to protect her world as it is. She doesn't want to make it magic and change everything without anybody's consent anymore. She's grown, as, re- as we predicted, to accept the non-magical version of her world. Now, Cake gets everything she wants, because for whatever reason, Cake continued to be magic even when she went back into the world.
2: Thanks, Prisma.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Prismo. Um, yeah, but everything else is uh, it's character development and I'm really glad for that because that scene where everything is being deleted um, and and even though it's so dire, Fiona does not want Simon, it's not it's no longer I don't want you to get hurt, it's do not change a thing this is the world we want to fight for don't you dare put that crown on, it's brilliant Um, and I think that's underappreciated Because, for whatever reason, a lot of people have decided that the finale is terrible. Um, Because it didn't do this thing or that thing or some other thing. Um, So I wanted to comment on how I felt about Fiona's arc in the finale. And how we have this cool Fiona world now. Um, And then there's the Shermie and Beth part of the finale where you have Simon um, reading the Caspianova novel story.
1: Which I, I, I will interrupt and say that I, it's so awesome that even in this climactic ending of the show, they're like, we got to put a new art style in here.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, by Louis Zong, which is very cool. I like him and his work.
2: Yeah, I was captivated by casper nova's story i love the their style of storytelling because like yeah in this big finale thing like they have this like quiet moment and like you know what it's about but it's like i don't know i was eating it up um yeah we can talk about the general opinion of the finale later on because i have thoughts too but we okay. need to get through this first hey hey,
0: hey chan did you hey. did you see uh the when they're in the library and they're like throwing books down uh, the transcendental meditation for pups book straight up has Jake on it.
2: I I paused and rewound and I was like, "Is that my boy? <laughs> Hold on." Even to this, even like to this moment, like I I'm like, it probably is, but like I mean, it is. It, I'm trying to find it on on the thing right now. I just posted it. Oh, you did. Like I mean, yeah, that has to be him, right? I'm just like, he's blue. It could be. It could be anyone else, <laughs> but it has to be him. <laughs> That is so cute, man. I love, I love that about him. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> he's always just, been like that. I could just
1: so easily see like a bit, a slightly older Jake, like wanting to create a book like that.
0: Yeah, he, he wants to redeem himself from his JT dog zone days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen,
2: I know nothing's impossible because they keep making more AT, but like, I'm a little upset that Jake never became a mailman forever. <laughs> <laughs> I that was so cute. It's like, I want to be a male. I'm like, that's such a good job for, like, older Jake when he's, like, too tired to do adventures. Like, he could be the mailman and everyone knows him and loves him. And oh my god, he's so <laughs> cute. But I like him being an author, too, and redeeming himself. I've probably said this on, like, eight other podcasts before, but I always think about the line from Marceline's Closet where he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, eliminating desire from my heart. It helps pass the time. I'm like, dude, that's what I do. <laughs>
0: And I, oh, I love so the whole funny. library scene. The the whole, like, yeah. library city that has, like, turtle princess motifs and also looks like a big skull it's on the so front. It's so cool. It's so cool. And they brought back the page links, which is, like, who would ever think of that from back in Paper Pete?
1: Yeah. I was, too, I think it was a good connection. Like, it they don't really do anything with it, but, like, the fact that Ice Thing married Turtle Princess, yeah. it's, like... That that's that's where I was like, oh, they're gonna run into ice things somehow because of Turtle Princess or whatever. But no, but still, like, I, I feel like it, it's slightly an intentional like connection to that because it's like why like Turtle Princess wasn't really relevant for anything else.
2: <laughs> they got divorced. Let's be real. <laughs>
3: probably.
2: But, probably ate her. <laughs> yeah. No way. Oh well, wait. No. I guess. Yeah. He probably did.
3: The robot Turtle Princess was quite scary. IMO Yeah.
1: But that's uh, like there was like a robot squirrel too. It's like everything's just like cybernetic because it's the future. But also, why? <laughs> it can't just be because it's the future.
3: There are a couple of things about the library I want to point out.
0: Yeah,
3: it's the same library, the same library from Adventure Time. Yeah, but but like the library in Adventure Time is a buried building. And you can see that the old library is at the very, very top of the new library. Apparently there was an entire city hiding underneath it. Like That just... is
2: awesome.
3: And um whatever <laughs> happened, it was revealed. It's in a big cavern, right? And also another thing before we continue. Yeah, it's
0: it's in a big like pit, like they dug it out.
3: Yeah, and it's got a skull face.
2: I mean, why not? <laughs> It's the it's the titan of the oo.
3: Yeah, it looks it looks awesome and very scary and metal, like it is an entire city just buried in under the library. And the pagelings are probably the same pagelings, but just old and monsters because the books haven't been looked after.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask about that because the city it 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 did look like it was like dug up. So that's a really cool detail.
1: And we we were book guns in come along with me
2: i think they were i feel like i I remember i feel
1: like we've seen them Um,
0: before well we've definitely seen them before because there was concept art that was posted where uh i forget which one one of the crew members said like yeah this i had a dream about this one time and i thought it would be really cool to put it in adventure time but we never found the right place to put it or something
1: (laughs) well they always find a way
0: yeah
2: oh my god the dog food in the background of Fiona world. I'm like, it's
0: yeah. him. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that on my second time through, cause I was like transcendental meditation. That's definitely Jake. And then like very shortly after that, there's more Jake's like on the dog food bags in Fiona world. And I'm like, have I been missing? Have they been doing this the whole time? Have I been missing these?
2: <laughs> Just um, a little treat. I,
1: I want to say too, one of the things that stood out the most from this finale, like, Obviously, I'm a longtime fan, so I'm into the lore and the gold and the Simon, Betty, all that stuff. Um, So, like, I'll have to rewatch it to really sink sink my teeth into, like, what's going on with Fiona because I was very fixated on Simon. But I did really love how much action there was here, like, how this felt really climactic in a way that, like, the original finale kind of didn't because it had so many different things going on, whereas this is, like a big fight against Scarab, and, like, he keeps coming back over and over again, and, like, LSP messes it all up, and this, all, all that stuff I really liked. It felt very, like, perfectly conclusive and climactic for, you know, a, a little series like this.
0: Yeah, I
2: think LSP letting them all out is so in character, <laughs> too.
0: <laughs> and I love that when they're talking about, like, so these things are immortal... are we going to do with them keep them in jars forever and fiona is so stressed about it she's like this is my problem but i don't know what to do i don't i don't want to deal with this
1: yeah and um she knows gary's phone password
2: and no matter how many times they show us that lsp is like actually in the apartment off screen i'm still surprised every time it shows up
0: And then, like, the episode ends with the apartment blowing up and Scarab standing there ominously. And oh, yeah. I was, when that happened, I was like, oh, it's over already. That felt so short. I wanted more.
1: Yeah. I felt that same way. But, like, imagine if, we, if it was one episode a week and, like, that was our end. Like, so that's such a good cliffhanger. <laughs> I just feel like everything was progressing so well, too. So it was like, once that ended, it's just like, oh, it, what? It's over? Like, that was 30
2: minutes? And then we get... What was it? What was Choose Goose's name? The, oh, Paul Pond and Oh, Pawn Swan. Swan. That, was, so that funny. was another
0: concept art thing.
1: <laughs> the
2: true was, best Oh yeah, the whole series. And he was such a freak. And <laughs> I love that Beth was like, we love Pawn Swan. So cute. He, <laughs> I don't know.
0: He flipped the bird at them. Which yep. is a bird joke.
2: <laughs> and then Beth was just like, oh, but we love him. <laughs> it's just so funny.
0: Oh yeah, there, there's a there's a brief like establishing shot of um, Fiona World City, and it's just like nothing outside of the city.
1: Yeah, I didn't even notice that when I was first watching.
3: I've seen the world outside your dreams, Gordon. There's nothing there.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you know, which, which of course it was like it, it was already implied that they were kind of living in a dreamlike state, you know, for as long as they can remember. But this this just makes me think about, like, you know, every other Fiona and Cake episode that we've seen from the main show was, like, Ice King and Friends and Prismo to some extent probably, you know, making up Fiona and Cake stories. And so it's, like, even in those, you know, just beyond your peripheral vision, there's nothing. There's just void.
3: Yeah. Every time, every time, like... It's like the literal animation, like every time um, they're out of the frame, there's just nothing there because the animators haven't drawn it.
1: Yeah, and I mean they take that further with like Scarab destroying stuff, and it's like ripped paper or like like I mean it's a TV glitch first, and then ripped paper. Um, they, I mean you know cartoons do that a lot, but definitely made me remember that like regular show is doing that in its finale too. When like like reality was falling apart, so it was everything's being deconstructed to like normal animation. And I mean that kinda happens with Gulb in the series finale too. Like when he transforms, that's all like a charcoaly sort of like traditional animation piece. And the title cards too are, are play on that, because they're like they're like old style title cards.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, the the, the, the title card for the finale is like that's, that's a good way to play with it, because, you know, it's the effect they use in the episode for the universe being destroyed, but it's also, you know, it's, like, way more ripped up than any of the other title cards. But, like, all the title cards are a little bit ripped up, except for Come Along With Me.
3: It made me very yeah. worried when I saw the super ripped up title card. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, yeah, here's also something I want to ask about the, the finale. Who is Cheers? Cheers. <laughs> Because every other, <laughs>
1: you know, good question. <laughs> every other
0: <laughs> title of of a Fiona and Cake episode has been the name of a character. That's
1: probably, you know, what I I. Uh...
3: That's not true. Five short tables isn't the name of a character. No, I mean,
0: the in the Fiona and Cake mini Oh, oh, cheers!
3: Oh gosh, you're um, right. What about episode nine? What was that called?
0: Casper and Nova. Oh. Well, for
1: for one, I I love that um, for those of you watching this, years, and thousand years in the future, um, Adam Muto was tweeting out credits and concept art before the episodes came out. But for this one, he only posted the title cards, which is spot on, awesome. Um, also, there was an interview with Adam that came out where he was. Uh, I think the interviewer asked like why they incorporate cheers, and he was joking about how like. Most people on the crew didn't even watch the show. So they just, like, would make up random shit that they thought the show was like. Um, so that's what that's what, that's my interpretation of... This, this episode's called Cheers because, like, in-universe, there's a character named Cheers in the show. Because like, <laughs> the writers didn't know anybody's name. What
0: would the barflies on Cheers do in this situation? Cheers! <laughs> Cheers is
3: the guy in Cheers! It's him! Cheers!
1: Yeah. Like, uh, he said Tom Kenny never even saw the show before.
2: I haven't either, so anything they show is my first experience of the show. <laughs> but yeah, I'm scrubbing through and I was reminded of that island they they start releasing scarabs like prisoners.
0: Yeah, egg you. The
2: the like island that it's like I'm the island of insight. Can you please point me to the nearest body of water or whatever? And then they die. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they were so cute. <laughs>
3: The island of insight reminded me of the turtle from Dragon Ball um like the one that Goku finds in the fir- the very first arc of Dragon Ball after he meets Bulma and he's like can you take me to the nearest to the nearest ocean please and Goku has to run like 12 miles to get there.
2: No it's funny my first thought was oh no but the city just showed that there's nothing outside the the city there's no ocean for this poor island. Yeah but <laughs> about that
3: about that 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 doesn't remain the case. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, that's good, but the island got killed, so it doesn't matter. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: also, Ash dies forever. Ash just,
3: Ash just fucking... no. Ashley just no-clips out of the universe.
2: Cake <laughs> turns into fucking Godzilla.
0: Oh,
3: that's
2: yeah. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. believe it.
3: <laughs> She's seen movies. T-Rex was so happy when it happened. Oh, Yeah oh and there's
0: and there's also gary saying oh no he's hot oh
3: my god that line yeah. was so
2: good yeah. it was so well <laughs> delivered <laughs>
3: uh. when um about that tulip uh, cake seeing Godzilla, yeah. when um when i was watching this with shadow uh we were talking to each other and we were like um, if Fiona stays in like Fiona world and Simon in, in in Simon's head, then Fiona is going to force uh, and Fiona has like a mobile phone. She's going to force Simon to watch so much anime just so <laughs> that they can have something other uh, than she is.
0: True. Do you think? I, I mean, like. Fiona was dreaming about being a a Sailor Moon-type magical girl. Do you think that means that Simon, like, watched Sailor Moon at some point? You know what? I bet Ice King did. Ice King definitely. Mm,
1: Definitely Ice King did, 100%.
2: He had so many, like, anime ninja posters. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Ice King, Uh, like, based Fiona off Sailor Moon, so he's definitely seen Sailor Moon.
2: uh, Another joke I loved was Marshall like, starting to play a song, and being like, I'm, it's like, I'm gonna play a song and, and beat this guy or whatever, and then Gary's like, it's working, and it just <laughs> explodes. It just didn't work. It
3: reminded like, me of Marceline in Obsidian.
2: What specifically? Just that she plays songs to, except it actually worked at that time? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because it could be a reference to, like, it could be a reference to haha ha like, music always, like, stops things in finales, but also that that actually happened in the Adventure Time finale.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, because I was thinking of the Adventure Time finale when that happened. But obviously, it's not gonna work on Scarab. He just hates you guys.
2: But yeah, the whole Casper and Nova thing, like, I, I don't remember exactly the episode this was, but I think it was close to where we're at. It's like,
0: it's where we're at. Yeah,
2: I love I love the idea that Simon played that whole adventure game and he only picked Casper's thing the entire time. And he was like, no, no way. Like, I definitely picked Nova's a few times. Yeah. It's <laughs> but he just good, realized... Yeah. It's such
1: a good, like, in-universe way to get that point really, really across. Because I feel like they were, like, they were kind of dancing around it. Like, maybe on a rewatch for the series we can notice more things. But really, for me, that only... Th- the thing about, like... Oh, why didn't you get on the bus with her? Like that line was kind of the only instance where I felt like they were covering this like um, part of the dynamic aside from like stuff that happened in the original series, too. But so I'm glad it was that barely they. barely
0: hinted at there. I mean, like Temple of Mars was really the only thing. I yeah. have
3: some things to say about that whole thing, and and like I really, because I love how they did it within this mini series, a self-contained unit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, showing how obsessed Betty was with Simon, and then Simon finally being called out over the best thing, and and like how she just sacrificed everything, but. I was talking to Kimberly about this yesterday and she said, well, loads of people have loads of really stupid criticisms of these episodes. Like, really dumb. Um, (laughs) That's
2: a good way to open it. (laughs) Your opinion is fucking stupid, (laughs) by the way.
3: Yeah, well, like, everybody... It's insane because everybody has something else that they think is wrong with it. But Kimberly told me, Tipsy, if there is anything specific that I think this episode did, that, that I think the series has done poorly, it's removing Betty's agency from the choices that she made within the series. Because it's not that Betty followed with Simon's plan and that resulted in becoming Goal Betty. It's that Betty was obsessed with Simon, yes. But as a result, she was the one who made the choices, she was the one who decided to go to the future. She's the one who punched Bellanoche so that Simon would get his magic back. She was the one who who used the Enchiridion to create a time portal and who, who tried to uh, summon Golb to save Simon. Those were her choices. They weren't Simon's. And the and you can't really have and Betty doesn't have any agency within this mini series. She's used as a plot to develop Simon, and you can't really give Betty a character arc because she's Gulp. She's this unknowable, giant, uh, formidable creature. You can't give her a character arc. But Kimberly told me, Tipsy, this is uh, with all that in mind. Again, Adventure Time kind of struggles sometimes. Giving characters like Betty agency, and like Flame Princess, um, and I think I agree with her there because whilst I thought it was really good as a self-contained story, it didn't really touch upon the fact that Betty herself made these choices.
1: I could get that, and I, I think there there's probably definitely a case for like having more Betty in here, um, but I definitely like. It's kind of a matter of like making up my own outside context or like pulling from the original show and being like, um, like having Simon realize, like, oh, it's really, it was the line that Beth says, what, like, cause I don't, I don't remember the exact conversation, but like, Sherm, Shermie's like, well, we did it cause we were in love, weren't we? And she was like, yeah, you're in love, but like, that led you to doing different decisions or, or, whatever and i think that that's what makes it really powerful to me is that it's like even in the end with like the way that that little discussion simon has with betty in this finale it's like betty is still okay with the fact that this is what happened to her Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like this didn't have to happen if like things were different but this is how things happened and they both accept
0: it yeah, because she even said, like, in that scene where, where, where they get to have a little conversation, a little dream conversation, which is so perfect, the the way that, like, they handled that as Betty being a character, kind of, but maybe it was a dream. But anyway, in, in that, in like, I think that it really was Betty. It was Gall Betty, you know, projecting yeah. some thoughts into him. And she says... We both made our choices, and I don't have any regrets. I mean, I think that pretty much covers... Okay, You know, obviously she isn't a character in this series, because she's Gob, like he said. But, you know, she, she, she states out loud that she made her own choices.
2: I was going to bring that up, too. I also love... I don't remember the exact quote, but Beth says, like, something like, Betty was sort of obsessed with you, or something, or she was obsessive, and but then she makes a point to say which isn't really necessarily like it's not a bad thing it's just like with it, I think the acknowledgement about their relationship being imperfect was really really I liked it a lot like I, I yeah. thought it was yeah. really like, like the relationship
0: and, like, could have been healthier and if it was it probably would have turned out different
2: yeah like oh, yeah. he could have got on the bus with, which I yeah. love that scene the the like gold Betty projecting regular Betty because I, I agree I think that was just Betty talking to him directly but he goes on the bus and they stop and he's like but this isn't how it how it happened was it and she was like no it wasn't and i was like this is such a like something about the way they told that moment it's just but like she was like you said she was like we both made our choices and i wouldn't i wouldn't change any of them yeah. and i think one of the main reasons people are upset people who didn't like it which like i'm not going to like people have their own opinions like i i enjoyed it it's okay if they didn't i think People had the expectation of, like, I just, like, the, the, I just want to see a happy ending for them in the most traditional sense, which is they're reunited, and they're finally, like, back together, because the series has been, like, the entire thing is, like, oh my god, I'm gonna save Betty, I'm gonna save Simon, and then it's, like, finally, we're, they're gonna get back together and be happy, and then they don't, and then it's, like, I hate this many series, why would they do this? But it's, like, to me, it works so well, because it was about grief and closure, and, like, also yeah about about your actions having consequences and also like not being able to undo them like and being able, like having to accept them because like there's so many different shows that would have probably been like he found a way to get betty out of gold and they can finally live happy together and it's like i'm fine but like the the fact that it's like no that is what happened And this is just something we have to come to terms with. I'm like, that's, it's really powerful to me. And it's a really unique way of telling a love story because it's a real love story. It's like real love isn't perfect. It has flaws. And they, she says a line that like made me like, it hit me in the gut. She was like, I don't remember the exact line, but it was like, you were the most amazing experience or something. And he said, you were everything. And yeah. You know they had that time together, and they had that love, and they'll always have that love, even though they're not together. But now they're both at peace with it, and I'm like, that's such a happy ending. And I think people were like, but they're not kissing in together, so I'm
0: angry. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, maybe no, I'm... they 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 really were both so in love with each other, but the way they the way they are now, each of them, it's it just can't work. You know that's that that's what they 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 come to terms with it at the end here, and they move on.
1: Yeah, and I think I, like, I haven't, that's just what I assumed, too, that, like, people wanted a more definitive, happier ending for Simon, but I still feel like this really is one, I mean, you know, it's adventure, adventure time very often doesn't always do what people want anyways, Um, so I, like, expected this sort of thing to happen or i was hoping this sort of thing would happen like i i don't want them to have a normal happy ending and i think the ending here um is just so well done because it's like like what's greater proof that they love each other than than betty being okay that she like sort of died for him like
2: truly and honestly it's very
1: intense but it's like poetic and bittersweet
2: truly and honestly i just think people they, they like the comfort of the formulaic like, and they lived happily ever after ending. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I think this ending makes them think too much. I don't know, like, I'm, I'm being a little harsh, but like, I think I think there was this this idea that they were like, they have to be back together and happy, that's it, anything else will make me upset. And it's like, this is like I don't know. It's 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 different and it's it's unique and the perspective is not satisfying John, enough is because that, it's uncomfortable. Is
3: that the point of view that you've been seeing? That people have people been unhappy because Betty didn't go back with Simon?
2: I mean, I've seen every. I've seen a lot of stuff. That mm-hmm. was just one of them. Like yeah. people who love Simon and Betty are like, I like. I don't know. I I, mm-hmm. I stopped reading a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I'm
1: just making an assumption. I haven't actually seen what the criticisms were i i just i might be
2: making assumptions too
0: <laughs> and, and by the way i just wanted to say uh, you know uh, not to just dismiss what tipsy was saying about you know the the potential sexist allegations of, of the writing like i you know i it could have been better probably but i'm just saying for me personally i was satisfied with with how i handled buddy
3: yeah, I was satisfied when I was watching it, but when I heard that when I heard that commentary from Kimberly, I was like, you know, you you have a you have a point, um, and the way that I've seen people talking about them, they're, they're very quick to like say, "Wow, Simon was actually a huge, a huge asshole," or whatever. They are kind of missing the point of both. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't agree with that at all. Yeah,
1: because that's something I have again. I haven't like I don't want to see what people say so I'm, we're just, I'm just basing all this off of what i'm assuming is the reception but like you know i i have yet to see anybody use the word like problematic like oh, oh so <laughs> like nobody's you know that that kind of drama or whatever has, for fucking fictional characters hasn't come up of like oh simon's problematic because he was like mean to betty i don't like him anymore it's like th- that's not even what happened like it's trying to illustrate that like they just they had this very realistic relationship where things went in this crazy direction that neither of them expected. That's all it's trying to say because they still love each other at the end. Like Simon's not saying like, Oh, I'm sorry. We should break up because I realize I'm bad. He's like, I'm sorry that I was bad, but you still loved me. Like it's just because of my personality. And I, I I understand (laughs) that we missed some opportunities now and I apologize. Like it's a very like, that's what real life should be like. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to
2: say they're written very human. Like, it's
3: just nice. You're completely right. And, and, and like, people did. Unfortunately, Nick, P- as soon as this mini-series started and we got episode two with, like, Simon and Finn, people were already, like, trying to problematize characters, whether it was Simon, Finn, Betty, Fiona. I mean, Fiona is a jerk, but, like, she's funny. And,
1: it, you know, if, if this is the way people want to watch fiction and think about it in these ways, like, that's fine that's why it
2: exists i don't get it everyone has flaws i don't understand exactly (laughs) it's just that's
1: what the matter is like if a character in something is doing something bad it depends on the severity of how bad it is for them like you know there's some characters that exist where it's like okay you're literally supposed to not like this this is supposed to be bad behavior that is bad but then there's other stuff where it's like you know, it, it's like Ice King, like Ice King stealing princesses. Like, oh, that's fucking, that's crazy. That's, but it's a joke. Like, it's not this thing that we're supposed to see and be like, oh, that's crazy weird. And then eventually they yeah. kind of analyze it too, where it's like, you know, it, it is crazy weird, I've, but it's like because of the situations and stuff. I've
3: seen one or two people take Ice King kidnapping princesses like super 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 seriously and i feel for them because uh, i can yeah. understand why you you might do that in and, and, and but... like a
1: greater literary sense yes there's something there but the people making these stories most often aren't really thinking of that they're just trying to do something
3: yeah it's it's comedy it's yeah. comedy. you can't you can't like take that in a realistic context because if you did you would destroy the entire premise of the show
1: Exactly, and that can happen with that would happen with almost any story ever if you want to look at it at certain angles. And if people want to do that, they can. And it's just but it's just not fair for that to like potentially become the like hive mind thought that everybody is like we can't like this show anymore because like this one character did this once. It's like It's bizarre. It's possible there's possible situations where something like that happening in a show is based on some sort of real bad intention of a writer or whatever. But in most cases it isn't.
3: <laughs> it's just based on Mario. It's just based on like Mario <laughs> uh, yeah. Except except Bowser, except instead of like being super evil, Ice King just really wants to Ice King is like really wants to date someone, but also is still kind of evil. But like But, like, um, other than than that, yeah, I saw people talking about that when this mini-series started. Um, But other than these things that we can't control, with how people interpret the show, which is always going to frustrate me um, and always going to make me happy, because for every single person who who dismisses the show, um, there's someone else who writes this incredible who makes this incredible analysis about it and sees things that none of us have seen and makes these connections.
4: Definitely.
3: And another thing I wanted to say about that bus scene is that Simon cannot know where Betty is going. She rides the bus without him and the destination is unknowable. No, it does not say Comet. It does not say Comet. There is no (laughs) cipher. Um, But the destination is unknown. And that really says something. She's moving on with her life without him and that they they can no longer travel together
1: yeah and, and even even if her life is going to be kind of nothingness now because she's just gold like she's still she's still accepting of that because she did it she did it herself and she's okay with that because she cares about simon enough to make that sacrifice
2: i was surprised to see that people were like Oh, like there's a bunch of like possible season two things here. Like, oh, Gulb is turning into something that we don't see, and I'm like, I didn't take any of that as cliffhangers. I thought Gulb was just doing Gulb things, like moving somewhere else or something. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about yeah. when Gulb yeah, was like I mean, turning blue? That's,
1: yeah, we don't we don't know. <laughs> no, we yeah. don't know.
3: Oh. <laughs> I thought yeah. Gulb was going to turn into Betty to wave, swimming goodbye, but apparently not. Um... But before that point, we get this scene where Simon just, like, throws up the universe, the Funeral Cake universe, and it becomes a dandelion. Yeah. And I made a post about this yesterday, which got a lot of traction. Um, it's very... It, it turned into a dandelion for, like, a specific reason.
2: Share the reason.
3: <laughs> okay. So simon made the uh, Simon picked up the universe, and when he picked up the universe, it became a dandelion and then he passed it to Fiona and she blew the dandelion and it scattered everywhere and then it became a legitimate universe. The reason for this is because Prismo made the universe without granting a wish, which meant that it was a wish that hadn't been made yet
2: oh yeah, Whoa. oh nice. I was actually going to ask, I I like gut the analogy of like, this is a wish, like, you know, the daffodil or whatever, but yeah, I was like, I need someone smarter than me to, so was it Fiona's wish then, or Simon's wish? Um, Like, I guess it was Fiona's wish, because she blew it
0: out. If I'm interpreting what you're saying correctly, Tipsy, it's Fiona's wish, because she was the one who blew the dandelion, but it wasn't
3: like- Yes, it's Fiona's wish.
0: I guess maybe it's ambiguous as to whether or not when she did that, she was thinking, I wish that this universe would become real. She might have been specifically thinking that, but it also could be just that the universe being real has just been an unfulfilled wish. And Fiona was the one who happened to fulfill it.
1: It was the wish of the fans back in
2: 2012. (laughs) Can we, uh, can you remind me of, the exact she she did the same thing in episode one, uh, when she, when she like made it like made a wish in quotations right with like the same thing. Did, did was there any dialogue in that scene like what 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 they were talking about? You know, what I'm talking about. I, I know I
1: completely forgot about that until I saw a screenshot of her with the dandelion on Twitter, but I don't remember the, like what was going on with the scene. I think like I know Hunter gives that to her.
3: Oh yeah, Hunter, yeah that's, that's why right. Hunter smiles when Fiona has the dandelion because because we're going full circle. Hunter smiles when Fiona holds the dandelion just before she makes the wish.
2: I was just wondering the uh, yeah the the exact like thing they were going for there was it like she didn't believe in magic back then now she does or something like I don't know. I think
1: I think that uh, that definitely makes sense that seems like like she you know she's in she's in reality like she wakes up from that dream and she's like oh great i'm in my reality yeah and it's like, oh make a wish on the daily line she's like uh it's not gonna fucking work
2: i remember she was all exasperated after she did the wish in quotation she was like whatever so yeah.
3: i yeah um i think that simon also became her ice prince in that moment i can't remember if ice prince gave her a flower in the opening scene, but I feel like that. Would, I feel like um, Simon giving Fiona the flower is him being the Ice Prince or the Simon Petrikov, as she put it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and yeah, and and then when Gob says goodbye to Simon, um, she blows him just like the dandelion, and he scatters, Warning. and she's
1: yeah. I was gonna say
3: no, no. I made the post, and everybody said. The the wording was funny. Betty close well... so many... <laughs> no No, <laughs> um, but but yeah, that was hilarious. That's probably why that post got so much attention. And <laughs> oh my god,
2: yeah, wait. you're like, oh, everyone loves my theory, and everyone's just like, oh, he blew
3: Yeah, basically. that's funny. Um, but yeah, she 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 wishes him a safe journey home. Yeah, at least that's how I interpreted it
0: and his journey home speaking of fantastic scene there yeah of him just like stepping for one second into each of those other universes
1: yeah and, and there was some there was detailed stuff in the in those like they go by so fast. I really thought it was just the ones we
0: already saw in the series. It was. Well, it was all the ones we saw in the series and some extra ones. Yeah, and then uh, and then additional. What
3: Park yeah. prank is yes. canon within the Adventure Time yeah. multiverse.
1: They'll never let that one go.
0: One of the universes he steps on is like one full of little bears, and one of the little bears is wearing a crown, and it's like it doesn't. Ha- you can't see the gems on it because it's like from the back, but it's definitely a pointy yellow crown.
2: Mm. I need to re yeah, I need to pause on all these universes because everyone was like water
0: park prank cannon
2: and I'm like what I didn't (laughs) notice that there was
1: uh one with the what's it called the magwood thing yeah
2: that was the what I appreciate
1: that magwood is
3: probably from a universe where evergreen like was successful I don't know or wasn't successful I have no idea why magwood is around in that universe
0: well, Omega was probably... Or wait, no, did they, like, kill him in that episode? I don't remember. I was gonna yeah, say, like, he was probably like, wiped out with, uh, with, with the comet, so Evergreen would have succeeded when the comet wouldn't have hit then.
3: Yeah.
2: Maybe. Okay, can I talk about my legitimate criticisms now? I'm not just a blind fan. Oh, shit. <laughs> One, I... I mean, this might be an expectation thing. I don't know, but... I thought the way they dropped the tank and the just like yeah. farm world, I didn't like that. Uh, there were I felt like they were like we need to like, we need to like tie them into this, and then like, uh, what whatever his name is and his girlfriend were okay. like, can we just live here now? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, is your <laughs> did your dad die? If he if he did, then what about your <laughs> I siblings? Know, if he I didn't, are, are you thinking
0: gonna, about that? <laughs>
2: and if he didn't it's like are you gonna tell your dad like bye like it just seems
3: like a character I don't know. Uh, they they they're running away just like any old i teenagers. don't i don't know
2: if i yeah. accept i don't
1: honestly i i didn't realize those holes until like people were pointing them out but i do think in general that whole little that kind of happens really fast. Like, I'm okay... The tank and Baby fin is very funny. That works. But having Even... <laughs> every universe be referenced to, like, just seems like it's a little extra. But, like, you know, I get what they're going for, but they didn't put enough time on it for it to really work. They
3: should have got the BMO clock.
2: Yeah. I think I really... Yeah. I think I really, really wanted the over-the-garden-wall style... I mean, montage is not, is not just over-the-garden-wall, obviously, but, like, over-the-garden-wall, they go back to like all the places they went and showed just the little changes that they made like we talked about this but i loved the idea that baby finn grew up to be like a vampire slayer in that universe and i thought they Mm -hmm. would hint at that and they would show like the farm world family like maybe like his girlfriend sitting at the table having dinner with finn and everyone and like you know just a little nod to all the universes they affected but instead they were just like yeah, they live here now. I'm like, oh, man.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, last time I was saying Vamp World's fate was ambiguous, but now, yeah, that that place is doomed. Like, Va- like PB <laughs> said, you know, Vampire King is, unless he really changes his ways, he's gonna run out of food and starve to death and everyone's gonna die.
2: And then, my other um, my other criticism is, like, I, I was, I was torn on the final encounter with Scarab like, I think it was paced kind of awkwardly, like, I don't know, <laughs> like, it was just, I never felt Scarab was that much of a threat, I guess, which is kind of funny because he was deleting their universe and people were falling oh, and yeah. no clipping I out. think
1: it's definitely hard because, like, we see the Lich and gold even though they don't really do much, like, we recognize them as really intense, like, ominous villains, so seeing Scarab just kind of be like... This I don't this is way ruder than I wanted to be but be like an MCU villain which is like <laughs> that's much ruder than it should be because I think he's above that but like you know I I get what you mean that he's not like too threatening like even his real face isn't really that or at least to oh, me yeah. wasn't really that freaky or intimidating
0: well, when, when he revealed his real face for the first time I was like oh he's like he's just cute yeah I thought he was
2: terrifying, but I'm glad you guys think so.
0: <laughs> well, he was quite uh, more terrifying when he was opening up, like beneath that layer of his face.
2: Yeah,
1: then what? Like, I still love that there's a big, consistent fight, and like they try so hard to take him down. Um, like, I really love just that kind of action progression. I just think, yeah, he's not really that like scary. I guess, like you know, it
2: was like cake became Godzilla, and then like. Fiona became large Fiona, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) We're doing this again, I guess.
0: It was her top fantasy. Oh, yes!
2: (laughs) I thank you for reminding me we know all three fantasies now. I'm so happy. (laughs) Uh... And it was just, I don't know, it was kind of funny that the tank, uh, the farm world people, and the squirrel came back, but the squirrel's, like, the only one who affected the fight at all, which is, I mean, in a way, kind of hilarious. You're like, we're going to bring all these characters back, but they're also useless. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I think something, maybe something could have been done with Scarab's power. Like, he should have maybe erased, like, a person, and, like, we slowly saw somebody, like, turning into paper, something like that. As more, to to add a threat level? Yeah,
2: I was, I guess I was hoping for more of a, it's weird, because it's, like, it's weird to say I was hoping for a more climactic ending with Scarab when he was literally, like, deleting their universe, but I just never felt threatened, I guess, for some Mm. reasons. But, you know, just small things like that, like, other than that, like, Scarab's fate is fucking perfect. (laughs) I love that. (laughs)
4: Like.
2: I think I think the implication is that Prismo is now his boss, and I guess I guess he just has to answer to Prismo now for the rest of his yeah.
1: life. And, but I mean, he kind of got what he wanted. Like he wanted to be a Wishmaster, and now he's like in the wall at least. Like yeah,
2: <laughs> um, and now I'm like. I wonder if people will ship them. Oh my (laughs) god. They were
3: the whole time, don't worry. Kim said, like, Kim messaged me this morning, ah, why are people shipping fucking Scarab and Prismo? And I was like, and and I didn't say anything, but I was like, isn't it obvious? (laughs) Why not? Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I completely agree, Chan. I agree that the whole, um, I think the most common legitimate criticism was the whole Jay and Jay and Little Destiny just fucking showing up out of now also like people got crazy over baby finn head cannons in vamp world like absolutely (laughs) crazy um and
2: i mean that's just a case of expectations not being met i guess it's
3: just like yeah but
1: i I mean i think baby finn have like if they were going to call back anything i think having baby finn and the tank show up would have been funny enough and perfect yeah we like we could have gotten Either nothing from the other universes, or got in like an over the car wall style thing. I do think that would work a little better.
3: What if they got Big Destiny? Like, well, if Prism just kidnapped Big Destiny, and he's like, "Crap," I mean, this will Big knows. Destiny
1: can't. Big Destiny can't do
2: anything.
3: Yeah, he like he can do But anything. can Little Destiny do anything? <laughs> you
2: know what else I saw? Someone was like, "We're really n- never gonna get an explanation either for the, like the objects turning into normal things." And like, one, we know why that's happening. But two, like, what like, what do they have to... Sh- like, I thought that was just, like, a f- funny little detail. Like, they, they, they don't have to be like, and this is the consequence of the guy turning into a hot dog. I don't know. Okay, but
3: to one. be fair, Ice King fucking died.
2: Oh, yeah. He did. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, people thought they were, they were going to go somewhere with that. But I'm like, I mean, like, I thought it was pretty clear why that was happening.
0: But, I mean, the, the place they uh, went there with that was... Scarab got really really mad at them for it he said all the people you've infected
2: yeah um okay and
1: we yeah I I don't know I didn't I didn't know what to think of that because I I could see that as a you know like oh maybe it's a sequel hook maybe it'll be explained I think more, it kind sort of is I, guess, I, I
0: think I think it was left
1: I guess it is it is explained I guess
0: I mean was it but how was it explained specifically
1: I don't I mean I don't know it's like i mean it's not but there's just the logic of like oh they're like, like there's crossover so they do that yeah like, you know that i don't know that works
0: there's logic there you can assume and we have yeah but it's not explained
2: yeah i was surprised to see a lot of people like oh they they did this and that because of season two and i'm like i did not feel like this was like being like, okay, here comes season two at all. Like, I really thought it was self-contained. Yeah.
1: The only genuine season two thing is Prismo's face glitches for a second at the very end.
0: Yes, not just his face, also his arm. When he, like, breaks out of his cube, it does the same thing.
1: Oh Wait, okay, what? Yeah.
2: I didn't even pick up on this.
1: It's very brief. It's like a frame of Prismo. At the very end, when Prismo's talking to Scarab, Prismo's face turns upside down for, like, three frames.
2: Okay, but also... <laughs> We can finally talk about this. Yeah, we did not see Prismo's boss. They didn't show yeah, him. They didn't. Do, I can't. They, I can't
1: believe that's that. what I was like on the edge of my seat for the whole ending. I was like, "Are they gonna
2: do it? Are
1: they it's gonna so do funny. it?" It's so funny. I was
2: so sure they
3: clearly we saw Prismo's boss. That telephone. That's Prismo's <laughs> boss. Yeah. Okay. Good theory. Oh duh. Yeah.
2: It could. It could be for all we know.
3: But the telephone has Nephilim wings
2: true i'm not even angry that we didn't see him i think it's hilarious that we yeah didn't me too see
1: him. but I, I was just like this could be a one because this could be all we ever have for adventure time ever so i was on the edge of my seat like will they do it will they do it and then they don't and then i'm like oh, okay but the story was really good anyways
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean um people are saying that because there was an interview or something right where, where adam said like yeah if they picked us up for a season two we would come up with something to make for it
1: yeah, and I think even before interviews at Comic-Con he said something too. Um, but nobody fucking records Comic-Con anymore, so w- who knows if that was true. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I- I'm sure it's, it's like a little of both, I think. I- I- I'm sure they absolutely made this to be a self-contained story, but just like with the original series, they leave some threads that they could return to if they want to.
1: Yeah, and I think it's so, like it was so fantastically done because I'm here like... This was so well-contained, what could they do next? I have no idea. But they could, because they always have ideas in those little heads of theirs. And also, like, they fucking continued the Chuscoos thing. Like, so they could do anything. They could do anything. Honestly, (laughs) uh,
2: I saw a lot of people saying the Shermie and Beth, uh, like, the whole everything with them felt like a pilot sort of thing for them. And I'm like...
0: I couldn't see how it felt like that, but... It, I mean it feels more like a payoff to me having seen all all hearts I don't
2: yeah I don't want like I love first of all their world building is crazy I don't know it's yeah. insane but
1: I I think the world the vague world building of the future has been so good that's what I that mean I
2: don't want a, a series focused on it
1: exactly if we got a future at, like don't have it be Sherman Beth I guess like have Sherman Beth be side characters and make up some new characters or something like do something crazy but you know markability-wise, they can't do that.
3: I think they could make it work. I think they could make a good future Ooh story that involves Jeremy and Beth, but it wouldn't be like their entire story. It would be a story that involves Jeremy and Beth. Yeah. Like, one of their I just,
2: I just really hope that if they made another, if they were, like, greenlit for another series, like, it would have the same I don't know if it could ever reach Fiona and Cake levels because just like Fiona and Cake as a concept is like everyone's like oh my god they're getting their own series did you hear Fiona and Cake's getting their own it's like it's so marketable I guess if you know what I mean like yeah and it's like if they were like we're gonna make another one this one's about these two characters that you've never met before I'm like would it just be like distant lands or it'd be like really good but also like quiet you know. I don't
3: know. The the Prismo stuff, the Prismo stuff, the Simon stuff, the Shuri and Beth stuff, those all felt like concepts for different miniseries that Adam Ugo may have already pitched to Cartoon Network before he went for Fiona and Cake. Yeah, and they may
0: be. It's just like, I think, how, you know, Fiona and Cake and Fiona happened so late in Adventure Time's run, there was no possible way they could have followed up on the beaming ideas into Ice King's head thing. Yeah, Like, and they just left that as something for, for you to ponder, for you to think about. Yeah,
1: but seemingly they knew that it was Prismo at that time, on on, their, on the writer's end.
0: Apparently they did. They said that in interviews, yeah. Um, the, the interview
1: that came out, uh, well, yesterday too, Adam, I don't remember specifically what he said, but he did say that, like, Fiona and Cake were perfect for markability, so like that really helped the idea. Wait,
0: it was through.
3: always Prismo.
0: Yeah. So just the, the, the little the little things like Prismo glitching are just are just there to make you go, "Huh? What does that mean?" And like yeah. maybe they'll return to it later, and maybe they won't.
2: Listen. As someone who saw the original Fiona and Cake announcement, even though Simon was in it, they were like, "We're making a Fiona and Cake series." I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm excited," but what does this mean? Like, is, like I was like, I was a little bit of a, a skeptic, but I'm I, I adored it. I think as a whole, it was so fantastic and it was really fun and, and I love seeing how popular it got too and yeah. talking. To, I talked to uh to Sell and Voice the other day she goes, it's been four years! And I'm like, no, it hasn't. But it really... Like, we talk and, you know, in text every now and then, like, how you doing? But, like, you know, you you get back with all your friends who are passionate about the show. And I'm like, it's just business as usual. It's so special.
3: <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite episode of this miniseries? Or your fav-
2: oh, that's a good
0: question.
3: Uh, mine is still The Winter King.
2: I think... Maybe the star. I have to hold on. I'm going to look at the episode list here really fast. I love, I also love, uh, it's hard. I love the first two, but it's like also because the hype was starting then, so maybe that helped. Mm-hmm. but.
1: Yeah. I, I really lo- like the sh- surprise aspect and the vibes of Jerry is so good. I was
2: going to say, I think the star and Jerry, I, I count them as like this. I don't, I guess they're not the same episode, but those were my two favorites. The Star and Jerry th- is
3: definitely a really popular batch.
0: The first two were great, though. I-, I would say, like, if I made, like, a tier list of episodes, I would put Winter King at top and then, like, the first two right underneath it.
3: Hmm.
1: I think Winter King is, like, so creatively interesting. Like, it's really awesome. But honestly, probably for me, like, the second episode, Simon Petrikov might be my favorite because of the like i mean there's no payoff to it it's just kind of depressing but like that's what i like you know like i love the vibes there
2: it is fantastic and finn was in it i i think it's a tie between simon petrikov jerry and the star for me for a bunch of different reasons like i want to say jerry's my favorite but then it's like it's not as fun as the star or like simon petrikov it's not as like oh my god we see finn we see blood for the first time the ridiculousness of him like (laughs) beheading the thing we never find out if that bear was huntress wizard it probably was or (laughs) i don't know it's just
3: i i actually really like these last two episodes um they kind Mm -hmm. of mesh together i can't remember what parts are in which episode but they very much are two parts of one story yeah i so i like i really like the that's just called it the finale i really like the finale batch um i think that emotionally it's probably the strongest emotionally but um as a mm. as a standalone episode um it probably goes to um the ice prince episode mostly because it was just such, so fun to watch like it is just so entertaining of an episode um seeing this ice kingdom and then like the the dark twist at the end it was so fun and the singing the crazy princess bubblegum love Hinden Walsh um I thought that the star by comparison, whilst being an incredibly interesting world, was less fun to me. Um mm-hmm. a bit more bleak. And I, I like Jerry. That like Jerry has grown on me compared to last week where I was like, I hate this episode. It's terrible, it should never have happened. It's grown on me. I still hate that BMO scene, but like, um I, I enjoy the cursed terrifying world where everything is dead. Um though I do think that the first batch that we got all the way back then might be our strongest batch. Yeah I can see it.
2: It's just like something about I mean there were great episodes on their own, but also like one being like, okay, we're back. It's adventure time again. I'm so excited. It it like multiplies the hype but then also like it's the setup for the whole series and there's so many different like theories and things in your brain, and it's, like, it, it adds so much, like, exciting speculation that I can't help but love them. Um, I also love that, like, if you take away, like, all the plot of this miniseries and just, like, it and just view it as, like, a goofy thing, it was really fun and funny and, like, super enjoyable to watch. Like, regardless of how you felt about the conclusion of it i think like it was still super fun and and and, and interesting and I, I i love that about it too yeah. it's just
1: it's just it's just wholly engaging and quality and like there's definitely a ton of people out there watching it who either didn't watch the original like at all or never finished it but still wanted to get on like this of the, the new relatability and stuff it has
2: oh my phone's ringing i've got a like I had, like, two separate people from, like, my high school that barely know me, but they, you know, they know, like, that guy likes Adventure Time. They message me like, Fiona, cake's so good, I just wanted to <laughs> tell you. I'm like, what the fuck, you're
4: watching it? It's awesome. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, there were some episodes of the original show, right, where where some people are like, oh, I enjoy this episode, and some other people are like, this is the most boring thing I've seen in my... Like, the Red Throne. The Red Throne sucks. <laughs> um, but you, you're going to tell me that you love the Red Throne, but
2: me oh jesus no i need to remember (laughs) which one that is it's i remember watching that back in the day like what the fuck is
3: it's the one with like a three minute fight scene between flame king and dom dom john oh
1: okay yeah that i that is the most iconic one of the more iconic disliked ones yeah yeah Yeah.
3: um (laughs) yeah i i disliked everything everything about that one including like how flame princess was characterized and treated in the episode um, so yeah, you have eps like that. You do not have any eps like that in the Fiona and Cake miniseries. And I was expecting us to get those. the least favorite episode is the one where Cake is a cat and goes on and does chaos. And I still really enjoy watching that episode.
2: I was going to say if I had to pick a least favorite, it would just be that one, but only because the others were so good. Yeah. Like I thought Cake, Cake's episode was fun and funny. Yeah. Like it was enjoyable. But if I had to, it pick was really one, be funny that one. <laughs>
0: with the squirrel and everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like it's I loved a, that episode. It like,
1: I, but it I was agree. just
0: such a good
1: it's not even a return to form because there's so much new stuff in the Kick the Cat episode, but like just seeing Ooh again, like is so nice. <laughs> like it's just so nice to have that.
2: And there is so much, there's so much vague storytelling or however, whatever you want to call it, through multiverses where you can be like, oh, this might have happened in the real universe because this happened to this character in this universe, and it's like, oh, it's so fun. And,
3: and you get an introdu- you get more of an introduction to Astrid right, and what you might have realized at the end of the episode is that yes. Astrid, Astrid is the one who wrote the book that Simon read in the future.
1: Yep. Yeah. It, well okay, this is the the thing with that a Wait. lot of people are
2: confused about that. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. I need help.
0: <laughs> yes, please, because like the, I think what the implication is in the credits is that Simon is telling Astrid about his whole multiverse experience that he just had, and about his relationship with Betty and everything. And Astrid, based on that, makes up the OCs, Casper and Nova, which go on to become a big deal that has a fandom and is a franchise, kind of like Fiona and Cake did in Ooh, when Ice King wrote it and stuff. Which means, Chan, you were, like, kind of right about your prediction. It wasn't about, like, baby Finn and Jake, but there, there was a thing where an alternate version of of yourself, like you know, became the personality of the other one.
2: I'm a genius is what you're saying? Yes, that's (laughs) exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. Okay, so I, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because I saw originally people were like, oh, it must have been Simon who wrote this book to, like, warn his future self, but it being Astrid, love that, and I think I accept that, and I accept no other alternative in fact.
1: Yeah, but but even from that scene of Astrid drawing them, people are like, oh, Simon made it up because Simon's telling her specifically about the casper ocs that simon made up that are like a metaphor for himself and it's like no but i mean i don't know if you want to think that i guess but the clear indication to me the immediate thing i got was like he's simon's talking about himself and she's drawing characters based on what he said
2: i also think it's really cute to think like this girl who's like like, stories, and his, like, drawing becomes, like, a very well-known author, I think that's adorable. (laughs) Yeah.
3: She makes adventure games.
2: Yeah, that was, oh, man, I just, uh, the the imagery, I mean, just, and just, like, when he tried to go back and it wouldn't let him, I'm like, oh, I've got chills. Like, I couldn't even, like, explain my feelings at the time. It was really,
3: it was really funny that Beth just sort of, like, accepted that all of this could be um, behavior from Shermie
2: <laughs> she I love the commitment to this yes. bit she said yes. in something it was <laughs> I so love that. cute and
3: you know what I, I also love
0: the like the way Shermie's voice actor performs that because it sounds like it's Simon talking you know I didn't even think of that, you're right, like, it's so good.
2: There was some specific lines that Shermie's voice actor did where I was like, that was just like Simon's inflection, (laughs) like, right there. That was so good. I love it.
0: Euripides.
2: Shermie is such a little gremlin.
1: (laughs) I also, I love, too, uh, that we see Simon naked again for, like, two seconds. (laughs) Wait, what? Shermie's
3: Shermie's just playing video games inside of his own brain, while Simon is standing there controlling his body.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> is Simon naked in the brain universe? Yeah, is that what, okay, yeah. brain universe. His brain. You <laughs> know what I mean.
1: Also, uh, Fiona. Fiona tries to do the uh, the fin scream. For a second, <laughs>
3: um, Fiona's voice actress. Like someone, someone messaged me the other day, and they were like, "Fiona's voice." no, someone was posting the other day, and like they were saying, like Fiona's voice actress is terrible. She's just an actor. What? She has no voice well, acting I... skills. And I was like, that is so mean. Like,
1: I will destroy. them, I think even She true. did a phenomenal. That, the whole job. series. All I could think cause it's her same actress from the show, right? She never yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. There's something about it that is such a good female Finn. Like, if you really try to think about that way, it's like... I don't know how the casting process for her went, but she is, like, perfect for Fiona. Like, it just seems so right. One
3: of the
2: reasons... I think she did a, I, I hate that. That person's wrong. I think she did great.
3: <laughs> one of the reasons, I think, one, they are somewhat... Okay, so, one, um, I agree that Fiona's voice acting is very limited... Very limited. She does not have much range. Um, she doesn't do much convince. She doesn't do very convincing like panic or anything. Um, but two, this is just like Finn, because Jeremy Shada was doing the role of Finn across his entire childhood, and over the years there are some periods of time where he just couldn't do certain things that he was able to do in the past. Like, if you listen to Jeremy play as Finn now, there are some things he can do that's incredible, but other things that he used to be able to do all the time that he can no longer do, such as scream. Jeremy's screams are no longer as good as young Finn's screams. So Madeline fits in the sense that she has a limited voice range, just like Finn. And that's what makes her such a convincing thing. She's not like... A wonderful super emotional voice actress She's just a normal person
2: i just think yeah i always took it as like that was just how like she was supposed to do it and like i don't know some lines like when she was like please if you don't help us all my friends will die like she she delivered that line so well and like i don't know it just all felt really natural to me i love her voice so i fight them um also, it was really cute when she was like, "How or otherwise, I wouldn't have met the Simon Petrikov." I'm like, "Oh my God, it's yeah. the line that they said ten minutes ago."
3: <laughs> <laughs> so precious.
2: Oh, that's what I was gonna mention. The idea that her phone can always now connect between multiverses, and she can just keep in contact. She can call Simon if she wants to. Oh my God, I just. It was really. It was really special.
3: I I need to mention that joke. Like, give me your phone, but you don't know my password. Yes, I do.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, what did he? What did he say afterward? He just like made a noise or something. It's like what? Like, it was just really funny. <laughs> uh.
0: Have any of you uh, listened to the official soundtrack that they released, like on Spotify?
1: I did, but not the last songs because I didn't watch the episode yet when I was listening to it. Oh wow. <laughs> I I listened to the full I listened to the full song, after like the the song by Kendall right was their name.
0: Yeah, well, I'm uh kind of, I'm slightly like frustrated with that with that soundtrack because it doesn't include the, it doesn't include that final song at the end.
2: Uh, I was gonna say I'm frustrated because there's no tumbleweeds and rattlesnakes. And,
0: yes, and there's none of Marshall's songs on it. No full
2: version. <laughs> Apparently, on the on the. On the topic of that final song, I saw someone say that for like that was just a pre existing song that they used in the show. So it's yeah, probably up that was up that was else. in
1: Adam's interview from the other day, too. He said, like, he's he's the person who wrote that song at one point said, like, oh, I hope this is used in the ending of a sitcom. And Adam was like, well, this isn't a sitcom, but it kind of works here. Like, so Adam approached him about using that. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, that's nice. So, I don't know, was it like a legal reason? They couldn't have it on the soundtrack or
3: something? Probably.
1: I, mean, I guess so, I don't know.
3: Um,
2: so it's the full versions on Spotify, probably. It's just probably under a different name. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Can I commend the work of Amanda Jones throughout this entire mini-series? Yes. always. Because Amanda Jones did um, quite a lot of Distant Lands. I believe she did Obsidian and To Again. I don't think she did Wizard City. Um she did obsidian and together again and those both had incredible soundtracks and all the fiona and cake is just next level it's all sounds incredible um when you when you meet like Shomi and Beth the soundtrack changes and it's like this sort of drum that it 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 goes intense and then when you enter farm world as well there's this brilliant track that happens it's just so good
2: there's the one when Simon gets out of the car there's like a specific like I don't know. It's like this orchestral string thing and I'm like, "Oh my god, my emotions. That's so so good."
0: Yeah, the uh, the music itself was great. I, I I'm like personally a little frustrated with the soundtrack they released because of the things I said, there's no there's no Marshall-y in it. And like in um The Winter King's song, there's a bit where you can like hear background noises like they just took it out of the episode which is something i think (laughs) that they did a lot on the other um official adventure time soundtracks because they never made those soundtracks until after the show was over but with this one if they knew they were making a soundtrack like make a clean version please i know
1: yeah yeah because even um the rebecca sugar song like cuts and you can kind of notice that it's like a cut rather than like the song actually continuing but, you know, it's all, so at least we got at least they released it at all. That's <laughs>
3: at true. I think the difference is that the soundtrack that was released on Spotify for Fiona and Cake was probably not made by the music, the music. It wasn't made by Amanda Jones, whereas mm-hmm. the um, soundtrack that was made for Adventure Time was to an extent made by Tim Kafer and the other musicians. Um, So, for example, Time Adventure, for the Adventure Time finale, has a completely clean version, no background sounds at all. And it's the only one where you can clearly hear Jake say the line at the end.
2: Oh, I'm so upset about that, dude. (laughs) Why didn't they put it in the show? It was written for them. It was right there. (laughs) Yeah,
3: so really they should have gotten Amanda Jones, the music composer, to make the soundtrack for them, but it doesn't seem that they did.
1: Yeah, oh well. So why is uh, the soundtrack say season one on it, though? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows?
2: I mean, I'm approaching the end of my thoughts or I've already approached it and have sat down with it.
0: Okay, uh, I think I only have really one other thing that I, like, wrote down here. Well, maybe a couple things. Um, just, like, looking at, looking at the background humans in Fiona world, uh, some of them are, like, obviously some of them are very recognizable and some of them are like is that somebody because they have very specific designs but i don't think they are i think they're just designed to be background humans
2: they just really went hard on those i guess they're like i got ideas
3: the candy the candy person from like the uh oh yeah we didn't mention that did we it's yeah, the candy mon- person... monochromicorn yeah lord monochromicorn but the best driver is just some mysterious person um yeah. I love how Hunter is like non-binary or something in this in this universe. Like, yeah, Hunter is very gender, and and like Hispanic. Yeah, and, and, and like fucking Hispanic. Kim Kim like cheered when uh, Hunter mm-hmm. spoke in Spanish.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's there's background people. I was looking at them. One of them like has a mark over their eye and messy black hair that makes me think like were they just trying to make this guy look like Zuko from Avatar because he looks like <laughs> Zuko. Um, but mo- most importantly, uh, DJ Flame and Fern are together in like every shot where oh you can see God. them. Oh
3: Flame my Flame Prince left Fiona yeah. and hooked up with a girl <laughs> who looks like her.
0: Yeah. I- I'm honestly, I'm just happy for Fern. I'm glad she gets something in some universe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw them holding hands, but I, I didn't realize until I was seeing posts that, like, they're next to each other
2: a lot. <laughs> That's, like, the extreme of Finn ex-Flame Princess, like, how Finn couldn't hug her. F- Fern wouldn't yeah, be able to hug exactly. her without burning up completely. <laughs> it's, it's funny.
3: They can um, actually hold hands and like, their u parts.
2: Oh, um, in general, I, I loved the miniseries. I thought it was so fun, and I'm really, really happy that it was made. I... I i had such a good time recording these again and i'm really sad that it's over i was i was i was in such a sad mood yesterday i'm like oh my god it's already over and all this stuff but i i'm very happy it existed and i i commend the entire crew for for making it and uh and you guys for for doing these they're always super fun Mm -hmm.
1: yay i i was so excited yesterday like i i was um i work overnight so like the episode comes out at three but i'm like no i'll go home and watch it i can't like take a break at work and try to watch it because i won't get i won't that won't be the experience so at work the other night the whole time i was just like oh my god i gotta like it, the final field Okay, i was like you know i felt like i was um a kid again which is like a, a very basic thing to say but it's very true
2: no, and... that's what it is, though. It's like this unadulterated <laughs> special feeling where you're like, when you're, we kept saying like, "We're back, we're back," but it's like, it's yeah. like this like this latent because passion within you.
1: <laughs> we've been gone for so long, in the sense that like, there weren't fans for the show. Like the way fans are reacting to this is so different from what happened to later down the show's life because it just kind of just faded away because like other shows came out and everybody grew up and stuff. Um so like having the big fandom thing going on here too has just felt really amazing and I think the series like did a great job at like satisfying and also being like beautiful art beautiful music everything and also like really speaking with like a good theme that like I said when we started these podcasts really spoke to me cuz I've been like very depressed all year Oh I feel it man and like, you know, I was start, even before the show was coming out, I was starting to feel a bit better. And now the show's out and it's done. And I'm like, I, I'm like, wow, I want to be alive again. Like, which is, you know, that's maybe darker than I intended to mean. Bro, like I wasn't feel th- it. It wasn't that deep, but it's it's just a very literal like I have I have like that energy again. Like I care about doing things now
2: <laughs> it feels like they have a bug on me in real life and whatever i'm going through they're like quick make a miniseries about it <laughs> it's like i just you can tell how much love they had for what they were doing for like how much love and respect they had for the show and like every shot all these little easter eggs and yeah. how much fun they had and it really shows yeah so. and,
1: I, and i went in expecting like you know from the initial announcement i was like okay simon petrikov miniseries like this will be something and then they're then they're like, you know, little inklings of like, oh, it's actually gonna be like kind of an adult show. I was like, Whoa, whoa, what do you mean by that? And then the first two episodes happened and I'm like, Wow. They just like were like in my room talking to me and like making the uh, like making it for me or something. Like yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> so I, I think it just it delivers all so well and it's just really interesting how it came at such a perfect time for how I was personally feeling. And now I'm all I'm all hyped up again about like, you know I remember why I like cartoons and why why any of this stuff was was important in the first place. And it just feels great to have that back. And even with the show being over, like, I'm not sad because I'm like...
2: It's th- like it, Simon and Betty. Yeah, like, you know? it, it, <laughs> it happened.
1: And, like, I'm still so awestruck by the fact that, like, a fandom came back. And, all, and like, there's so much online discussion and stuff because that was such a big, important thing for me. And that's something that like completely disappeared. And then for the past like seven years has basically only been people being negative about whatever shows were coming out. And now this is how, and everybody's like, for the most part, like, oh, this is awesome. And there's cool art everywhere and there's theories. And it's just, it just feels like everything is the way it should be or the way I wish it always was, but you know, can't always be, but it's, it's great that, that this was able to bring out so much hype and inspiration from people. On top of being an incredible show in its own right, too. (laughs) Yeah,
2: like I have the same experience as you.
0: Oh, I I think I've seen more like Simon and Gulbetti fan art than I did like when the finale happened.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They interact way more. We get an idea of what those interactions can be like. But also, this is a very complica- This is a very competently crafted miniseries. It works as a standalone miniseries. Each episode is entertaining within itself. It feels like Adventure Time because it has enough room to breathe to do all of those Adventure Time things. It feels like a progression of Adventure Time because it's able to take on some darker themes that the show wasn't able to take on due to its younger rating. And yet, it doesn't supersede the original show because even though Simon is such an important character, one of the main characters of the show, um, he isn't Finn and Jake. So, you get to spend lots of time. You get to spend lots of time with all of these new characters and some old characters who feel like new people. It's just a really good miniseries. You don't even have to yeah. be an Adventure Time fan to enjoy it for what it is. It could be a really good introduction to Adventure Time for some people. And it is. <laughs> and it
2: is. Yeah, just the amount of people going back and watching the old show because of this. Like, it's it blows my mind to think about. But people talk about it being nostalgic. And I'm like, I guess we are reaching the point of nostalgia. It's been a while at this point, you know? <laughs> like it's it, it was what it ended in like which year was it 2018 17 18 18 yeah
0: 2008
2: 2008 <laughs> yeah it was so long ago i was only it ended
0: before it even started <laughs> yeah
2: but yeah it was it was really special and i'm i'm happy to hear that you had cuz i had this a similar experience to you nick and that means that a bunch of people probably did too yeah very nice Wonderful. <laughs>
0: just my, my, my final few notes here of course I screamed when Minerva showed up I love to see her of course yeah, we yeah, didn't mention
2: yeah. that <laughs> and then she's you know she actually talked I'm yeah. like you're gonna make her talk right
0: <laughs> um, I, I do wish we'd seen Simon like decompress a little bit with Marceline specifically I don't know I guess that's like a criticism I have I feel like that was set up a little bit in like the first Simon episode um, but I don't know, maybe that's a sequel hook. Who knows? Yeah. Um Okay, and here here's my actual last note that I wrote down. I'll read it verbatim to you guys. G Apple? What? Explain? The Golb Apple. Did you watch the credits?
2: Uh no. <laughs> Uh, I gotta rewatch these.
0: After the credits of the last episode, there's, like, some shapes. There's, like, a cube and a triangle. And then they, you know, they fuse together into, like, an apple with a bow tied around it. And it looks kind of like gold, but it's an apple.
3: A Golb apple. Oh, I see it. Um, The name gold Betty was also canonized by the final yeah. episode. Yeah. That wasn't canon before, but it was just a fandom term. But then Simon said it outright.
2: Yeah, when he said that, I was like, "Wait, did they did they ever canonize that?" Oh, that <laughs> was funny. Oh god, I can talk about this forever. I can add another hour right here, but I'm <laughs> gonna stop myself.
1: Yeah, I I just about the the symbols at the end. Um, I just I think that that is like one of the funniest, most evil things that the show's ever done because it's just like, you know, what is that? It's yeah. just some kind of abstraction, and it's like we can piece what it might mean. And it could mean, like, a million things, but it's just there for us to be, like, okay, what, huh? Like, it's so, it's very funny. Also, very funny, too, um, um, Hannah K., one of the artists, she just tweeted LOL when these episodes came out. And I don't think she's tweeted since. <laughs>
3: okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope that's for good reasons. Oh, but, but yeah, by the way, you know the whole Cartoon Network does their thing with like, do 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 do, and then you've got like, the, the card yeah. of the, the, yeah. the characters doing something. In this one, the card was all of the universes.
2: Bro, wh- I need to go back and watch all this stuff. I, just, I didn't realize. <laughs> That's so cute. Alright. Anyone want to sign us off? Or? Uh,
0: Well, yeah, my, my, my final words, I guess, on, on these finale episodes are like, They were so good, but even so, they left me wanting more. They left me being like, I wish these episodes were like twice the length they were. I just, (laughs) you know, I just want to do, I just want to keep living in them. Um, Yeah. And, hope you know, maybe there will be a season two, who knows? And that'll that'll make me happy. I I kind of, uh, I kind of hope that there's more just because... I have mixed feelings about the last episode of the entire Adventure Time franchise being named Cheers because it's, I don't know, it's just like a reference to something else and they don't usually do that so explicitly. (laughs) Um, but the- but the- but Come Along With Me is a reference to a
1: song.
3: Uh, okay. (laughs) Okay, true, but the song of Adventure Time. I guess. Um, Cheers is a really funny one though because it's like, Cheers, bye, forever.
0: Um, yes, yes, so this is the end of Adventure Time for now, at least, Uh, which means it's the end of the Bacon Pancast for now. For now. Yes, if there's ever Fiona and Cake Season 2, if there's ever any more Adventure Time, whatever form it comes in, uh, we will come back, definitely.
2: We will be there.
0: We'll be there to talk about it.
2: I will be in a retirement home and be like,
0: no, discussing. Adventure time. It's going to be a few years. It could happen. It's happened twice already that they brought it back in some kind of a reboot. Uh, At this point, I have a complete faith that if they do it again,
3: it's going to be fantastic.
2: Me too. And instead of saying goodbye, I will say see you later.
0: Yeah.
3: We've been making these for three and a half years. Isn't that awesome? And that's just the reviews, never mind the other videos.
1: Well, yeah, we started... We did our first Let's Play, like in 2018 i think when the show ended like
0: (laughs) that sounds right yeah
1: so look see it it brings people together it will continue to be together and i don't know if we cover a different cartoon that'll be on a different podcast feed it'll be a little confusing but like we'll link it on this one probably who knows what'll happen
2: i will see you next time
3: yep see ya yeah thanks all
1: cheers